All right, True News 365, thank you for joining me once again. Um, today, I'm going to share a conversation I had with a young man from Iran, a gentleman who identifies himself as Muslim, but he, I think he's a secular Muslim. I don't think he really follows his faith. In fact, he's actually um, uh, someone who speaks, seems to have a favorable um idea of finding what he says it sounds like he's saying he has found freedom in the ability of not being uh, imposed uh, regarding his religion and um, there are secular people uh, in Iraq despite what a lot of people seem to realize and I've spoken to a, a few of them and it terms in, 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 in terms of um, them going from uh, their um, heritage religion they actually oftentimes become atheistic or agnostic um, or they will just be considered Muslims but secular Muslims so you, you'll see that this gentleman um, uh, has a number of questions and he seems to have a number of ideas regarding um, Christianity although he doesn't come out and say them um, outright but I think he has a kind of negative um, ideas of Christianity he brings up slavery uh, as that of being uh, perhaps something that has something to do with Christianity as we um, have picked up in a number of circles here in the media where there's an accusation of uh, Christianity having to do with um, slavery in fact it's in many circles blamed on the Christian institution as a whole uh, so which is uh, incredibly uh, not only biased but it's actually wrong but nevertheless that's how people feel and of course people outside of our country are all now using that argument or those sentiments okay well that is completely false and uh, we'll discuss that but I really want, didn't want to center on that I kind of wanted to discuss with this gentleman the fact that you know what's really important is our relationship to God and our understanding of what sin really is okay so that's really where I wanted to go and uh, I will return after this conversation I hope you enjoy it okay I will return oh hey how's it going How's it going? <clears throat> yeah. What I'm up? Huh? All right. You? Where you? Where you? Where Where are you calling from? Yeah. Iran. Iran. You're an Iranian. Yeah. Christ calling you to repent. Yeah. Are you Christian? Yeah. No. No? No. Muslim? Muslim? Yeah. Oh, Muslim, Muslim, okay. Yes. The uh, the uh, Christian scriptures, they, uh, they delineate a command from Christ for all of us to acknowledge him and to repent of our sins. Right? Did you know that? Uh, well, I, I heard I heard that um, we have you know different 
similar idea in 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 Islam, but yeah. Right. Yes. That's right. But in the Christian scriptures, he says, "Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and we must come to know who He is and who we are, and uh, to repent of our sins because we are sinners." Right? Are, are you sinners? Do you sin? Mm, yeah. Do you sin against God every day? Yep. How do you feel about that? Um, well, um, I mean, it, it's not something to be proud of, but, uh, but, you know, we all are human and we make mistakes. But... Is it really a mistake? I mean, you know, we like, all make mistakes. When we drop, it's like dropping your keys or forgetting your phone number. Is that what? It, that's a mistake. Um, Adam I mean, and Eve, right? Do you believe in Adam and Eve? Um. Well, to be honest, I'm I'm not as as religious. As I used to be, so. Oh wow! Why not? Well, there is a freedom in not believing in God and not being Muslim, not being not believing in any religion. Wow! You call that freedom? That is yeah. freedom. That's political freedom. That's a religious freedom. But that's not freedom against sin. If any, if anything, the more free you are religiously and politically, the more free you are to sin. So in a sense, it's kind of good and bad. <laughs> no. Because now people well, think that uh, that sins are mistakes. I mean, I mean, okay, um, you know how how uh, you know well hu human human beings are imperfect. That means they're going to you know make mistakes sometimes deliberately, and you know and you know the, the reason I say that because you know no one is perfect, and and I mean it, it doesn't matter how hard you try. I mean you will. I mean, you will probably might fail, and but you can always learn from your mistakes. But but you don't need God to learn from your mistakes. Well, you know what the prophet said. He said about God that I will remove your heart of stone from your chest and give you a heart of flesh. He says that he will give you a heart to cause you to walk in my ways. Right? He says, be perfect, for I am perfect. He says, no adulterers, no fornicators, no liars will inherit the kingdom of heaven. So we have a dilemma. Okay? 
because uh, covenant breakers, covenant breakers are going to go to hell. That's what the, that's what the Bible says, right? And uh, and yet we're saying that we're imperfect. I think one of the biggest imperfections is to see is to believe that our sins before God are mistakes. They're not mistakes. They're sins and transgressions before a holy God. He says, my ways are not your ways. Your ways are not my ways. He says, like, as far as the heaven is from the earth, that's how far, how different you are from me. He is described in the Old Testament as being so holy, no eye can see him. So much so that he had to bring his only begotten son to die for our sins, to die on the cross. So it says that when he was born, he was God with us. And his name was Jesus, meaning salvation. So he's our savior, identified in the Old Testament as our salvation. Without him, and only God can forgive sins. And Jesus forgave sins all the time. He says, your sins are forgiven you. He says, by, your, by my stripes, you are healed. So, so we have this dilemma where we cannot be, we're too unholy to stand in front of God, but we're going to be judged because of the sin that we cannot stop doing. So then that means that we need a supernatural salvation. Okay? So he's the only hope. He's our only hope. He says that you are not, we are not his children unless we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So then how do we get this Holy Spirit? Okay. Jesus said, he yelled out the first time he opened his mouth in his ministry, his public ministry. He said, repent. He said, the kingdom of heaven is close. It's right near you. That means that we can be indwelled with the Holy Spirit. He, we can be considered his son, his daughter. And we can pass. He says, when the salvation comes, you will pass from death unto life. He says, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We're like walking zombies until the Holy Spirit enters us. He told the religious Jew, he said, can I, unless you're born again, unless you're born again, you can't see heaven. You can't see the kingdom of heaven. The religious man told him, well, can I be born all over again? And he told him, he told him, what, what, what kind of teacher are you? You're the teacher of Israel. And yet you don't know what I'm talking about. In the Old Testament, he spoke about the spirit, the promise of the spirit that was coming as predicted in the Old Testament. He was talking about the spirit indwelling a man and capturing a man, giving him life resurrection he said he will speak to those bones and he'll say give them life and those bones will resurrect and just like Lazarus the story of Lazarus the man who was dead for four days and he said Lazarus come forth and he gave him life um, so, so he's, a, he's the savior that was expected for hundreds and hundreds of years and he came and he walked among us he was the he was called the Word of God, who became flesh and lived among us. He said nothing was made that was made that wasn't made by him. 
So he's also the creator. He's also the power of God. So it's through him that we, we find salvation. It's through him. And that those mistakes that people say we make mistakes, we're imperfect, and we have to accept it, that's not acceptable. He's holy. We're not holy. And the only way we can bridge to him is by the sacrifice of Christ's death on the cross. Paul, the Apostle Paul, says that if he did not resurrect, he says that we are miserable on this earth more than anything. It's because he's resurrected that he confirmed everything that was supposed to happen. Like in the cross, he said, he cried out, it is finished. And if you look, if you study the, the New Testament, the Gospels, you'll see that the Old Testament fits the New Testament like a, like a foot in a shoe. And everything that was prophesied and was expected about the Messiah was found in Jesus Christ. And so he offers us salvation every single day. We have to repent. And then because he saved us, he says, we love him because he loved us first. He says, a person who's, who forgives much will, will, will love much. So if we have many, 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 many sins, and he forgives us for all of those sins, we're going to love him, and we're going to stop sinning because we love him. And when we do fall, we'll hurt. We'll hurt when we sin against our Lord. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. He said that in the scriptures. He says, all authority on heaven, in heaven, and on earth. Then he said, go out and tell people about this. Preaching to them about everything that he has commanded us to do. To love God with all our might, heart, soul, and strength. And to love our neighbor as ourself. To love God and to love our neighbor is the Ten Commandments all in one. Do you understand, my friend? Yeah, but, um, but here's the thing. It's like... Uh... Uh, slavery, you know, used to be legal. Now it's not. So, I mean, the point that I'm trying to make is that we, we humans, you know, uh, we humans uh, try, and as a result of trying, make mistakes, do terrible, I mean, sometimes deliberately. And if, you know, if we learn from it, we're going to grow. And, you know, we don't need, like, God to learn from our mistakes like you know slavery was legal for 400 years and it, it became outlawed because it was immoral and because because people i mean it's we we humans are ca capable of i mean learning from our mistakes we don't need god to learn from our mistakes well that's actually very inaccurate because number one, you're right. <clears throat> we've done we've done things like slavery, but we've done a whole lot more than than just slavery. We we are as bad as you say, and fifty times worse. <laughs> we are bad, but we can't learn from our mistakes unless we have Christ. In fact, it's the Christ, it's the law that brings us the mirror to show us what is wrong, what is why lying is wrong, why stealing is wrong, why cheating is wrong, why fornication is wrong. It's wrong because God has told us that it's wrong. It's by his standard that he says that it's wrong. It's not by our standard that we say lying is wrong. 
It's by his. And we can't learn our lesson. Why? Because we still repeat the same mistakes over and over again. Can you stop sinning? You were the first one to tell me, no, you make mistakes. The first sin was saying that sin is a mistake. It's not. It's a deliberate, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attack against God's holiness. Uh, we can say it's a mistake, but do you think God calls it a mistake? He doesn't call it a mistake. That's how come he says that every man that sins will die. The reason why we die is because we sin. Because he said the man that sins will surely die. That's by his, his universal law. It's like the law of gravity. The law of gravity, if you step off of a, uh, a roof and you defy the law of gravity, you can't blame the law of gravity. The same way, you can't, you can't blame the law of God because you sinned. None of us can stop sinning. That's why we need a Savior. That's the point. We never learn from our, our mistakes. Humanity is actually a, a, a written record of how many times we never learn from our mistakes. We, we hate all the time. If we live in an apartment with just two people, two people will end up killing each other. And if we live in a country with uh, three, 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 30 million people, we'll end up in a war there too. There's no societies that are perfectly happy with each other. And no, there's no happiness. There's no story of happiness. It's always the same thing. There's always crimes. You always need jails. You always need to lock your doors. Crime is either up or down. You know, it, it goes in waves. You know, that's the, the, the reality of our humanity. And we can't deny it. You know, we know we're going to live. We have a short time on earth. What are we going to do when we stand before God and we have a list of sins that we have that were against his holiness? And the reality is that he's holy and we're not. Okay, can you say, well, I learned from my mistakes? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to fly. And so God, just like a judge, like in a court, he's going to have to sentence you and he's going to have to convict you. Because... You know, we've sinned. He says if we don't believe, we're already condemned because we don't believe in the only one begotten son of the father that he has given us. So we need God desperately. We need him to tell us the truth. We need him to show us the way to live the truth. We need him for his spirit and his forgiveness. We need him every minute of every day. It is very true. Plus, plus the slave, we, we're, we're going to all be slaves if we do not come to Christ. Because he says if a person has Christ, they, have, they are free. If, if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed, the Bible says. So we're free. You can be a slave and still be free because you have Christ in, inside your heart. Okay? Because nobody can take your soul from you. Nobody can take that from you. You could, be, you could be a slave here on earth. Somebody could be a slave in their body. They can have live in a wheelchair from the time that they're two years old to the time that they die, right? So they can have different types of slavery. And the slavery of, of sin is a person who, who sins and they don't know they're sinning against the holy God. That's the biggest form of slavery. That's the biggest form. Um, so slavery isn't the worst that's happened. Believe me, that's been a whole lot worse. Uh, sure. Um, but can I ask you a real quick question? Sure. Do you think uh, slavery was outlawed because of Jesus Christ or it was outlawed because humans come together and said, oh, that's fucked up. Let's let's just get rid of it. Um, well, slavery continues even today. There's some countries that, that have slavery right now and slavery continues. No, but but the slavery no, 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 that, America... no, no I'm, I'm trying to say that we humans can learn from our mistakes without God, like slavery. Like mm -hmm. we learned from it, we didn't. We, we, I mean, there, 
I mean, you don't need, I mean, because, I mean, they, you know, got rid of it because it was bad. It was immoral. Not because, I mean, that, I mean, not because of, you know, I mean, not because of, I don't know, Jesus. I, I feel like there, there is no need for, I mean, I feel like we, we are um, capable of doing that ourselves. Everyone, I mean, sure. yeah, uh, I, I, I made tons of mistakes in my life, and some of them are deliberate, but I, I tried to learn from it, and, and I, there wasn't, it wasn't like, oh God, you know, help me, you know, I, I looked at it, and I said, okay, this is terrible, I, I gotta learn from it, uh, and I learned from it. You don't need God to learn from your mistakes. Well, like I said, on a human scale, on a human scale, we can learn. I mean, on a on an individual basis, we make mistakes and we get up and we try to do the best we can, right? But what I'm, what I'm talking about is our justification before God, because you could say you can be a prisoner, right? You can do 20 years in jail because you were a bad guy, right? You come out of jail and now you feed the homeless and you feed the poor and you're loved in your neighborhood and your community. You become a hero. And now you're, they build statues after you die and everybody loves you. And he, you're a big hero in the community and in the whole country. But where's your justification with God? Okay. Do you think God is going to say, okay, well, come into my heaven because you let that little, you helped that little old lady cross the street. Do you think God cares about that? In fact, he says that our works are as filthy rags in, 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 in his face. It's almost as a bribe. You, do, you try to do good to try to get into heaven through your own means instead of coming through his son. So you might good be good in a community. I would love you as my neighbor to be a good guy and you help out and, oh, you're wonderful and everything. You can meet those measures, learn from your mistakes, pick yourself up from your bootstraps, you know, uh, and all that stuff. But that's not what the Bible is talking about. He's talking about what in the, the, the goodness that God is speaking about is Christ's likeness. He's talking about... Uh, moving on, passing on from death to life. That's what he's talking about. It's a difference between life and death is what he's talking about. It's a different type of good. And and when we know when we don't know God, we have no idea what good is. We think it's about helping a little lady cross the street or being a, a, a hero, a philanthropist, giving money away or, you know, no, no, no. That if, if we say that we're good because of that, that we're almost, we're bribing God. And that's an offense to God. He calls it filthy rags in the scriptures. So we, we don't want to come to God with that. That's a whole separate conversation. That's something that belongs in a community and you're running for office. And you know, that's very nice. But with regard to more important things like life and death and eternity, heaven and hell, believe me, it's not going to fly. It's not going to fly. You know, we need to face our God. We need to recognize who God is. We need to recognize who Jesus is. Listen, read that Bible. Listen to the claims of Christ. See who he says he is. See the way he spoke. See if he spoke like anyone else. What kind of authority does he command? What does he say? What is his claims? Who does he say he is? Why is he forgiving people? Why is he able to forgive people? Only God can forgive. Why does he love so much? He says that he love your enemies. You know, who is this man? Did he really live? You know, uh, did he really believe in the stuff that he's teaching? What are the effects after his death? 
he told us that greater things that we would do because he goes to the Father. He says that because of that, his disciples will grow and his spirit will be indwelled in the disciples. So he'll do greater things because Christianity will spread into the world and do good and, and do the glory of God. He, when he said, be fruitful and multiply, he meant be fruitful and multiply with my image, the image of goodness, the image of, of God, of truth. So that's the image that he wants us to spread. He, that's the, multipl the multiplying that he wants on the earth. He wants people that are going to represent him and his holiness, humility, uh, unselfishness, forgiveness, redemption, um, patience, respect, love, uh, all of that. that. Those are all qualities of God, justice, truth. Okay, my friend, so if you have a Bible, if you have a Christian Bible, uh, start in the book of John and read the rest of the Gospels, Matthew, uh, Luke, and Mark. Read the rest of the Gospels and meditate uh, on the life of, of, of Jesus Christ and pray with humility. Say, God, you know, give me insight. Open my eyes. Open my heart. Help me to understand. Because this is one of the greatest promises in the Bible. He says, if you seek me with all your heart, all of those who call upon my name will, will, will not be cast out. He said, I will come and live with them and abide in him. And he will give you the Holy Spirit. And then you will forever be changed in a new man. And you will walk and you will be sensitive to the things of God. Okay, my friend? Becky, Becky, stop that. Don't do that. No, don't do that, mommy. Please. Oh, I gotta go. My, my my little girl is making a mess. That's not nice, mommy. Please don't do that. Well, my friend, you take it easy. You take care. God bless you. And uh, you enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Okay, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, so you can see. The importance of this conversation is because, uh, at least what I saw, the the highlight of, of this, of the importance of this conversation is his um, concentration on what he calls mistakes. And this is something a lot of people make a lot of mistake and they don't really understand the morality when they say, well, you know, I try to be a good person. And these are very, these are atheistic, agnostic type arguments. Well, you know, I'm good and stuff like that. And then some Christians come to try to defend the atheist and they say, well, yeah, well, you know, you can still be moral and blah, blah, blah. But see, is that what we're really talking about? Is that really the concern? Is that what God calls us to? God, the Lord called us to perfection. He called us to, he called out a separation between us and God and the distinctions could not be greater. He, it, the, 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 the great importance in this whole conversation is the fact that, I mean, you have to stay within the scriptures and understand that God was not talking about that you have to be good. You know, it's not what he was talking about. The only time I think that really that was a discussion was when James in chapter one talks about what is good religion and what is bad religion, but he was talking about religion. And so the distinction he's making there, James is, is 
whether you have good religion or bad religion, the difference between good and bad religion, okay? But within this context, we're talking about, and the greater importance is regarding salvation and damnation, life and death. And so that's the importance. That's where the meat and potatoes is with regard to this conversation and our relation to God. Because as you notice, when we're talking about, well, I try to do good, we're still in the conversation of our relation to God. But that's the point. God is good and we're not. God is perfectly holy and we are wretched. Okay. Jeremiah says that our hearts are just deceptive and exceedingly wicked. And then he says, who can know it? So we can't even know ourselves. We can't know our hearts. And we can't know the descent of our hearts and what we're capable of. And that's why we need a Savior. That's the point of this podcast. And that's what I wanted to... I kept coming back in the conversation to tell him that we need a Savior. That's the point. That's why we need a Savior, because we can never measure up. And so... It's about that indwelt spirit in Christ. Uh, And no matter how he tries to, or him or anyone else, that will repeat the same theme that, that I've seen and I've come across in conversations, is that people will try to align the religion, the institution, the brick and mortar of the Christian church and all its failings, and all its human failings, with the call of Christ and the description of of God's miraculous uh, work on the cross and what he was able to do and his perfection. Jesus himself said, Who among you call say that I'm a sinner? Who of you accuse me of sin? No one can accuse him of sin. No one dared to. And so they testified. And the whole scripture and the whole book, the word of God testifies to Christ's perfection and his, and his uh, godliness right? And his perfection. So that's my podcast today. True News 365. Check out truenews365.com for more podcasts, more blogs, articles, uh, current news, stuff that's going on as it unfolds and expands. Check out my other podcasts here on Anchor. Leave me messages or comments if you'd like, and I may feature them on the next podcast. Uh, Feel free. And so just remember, that this is what it's all about. It's about the walk of God and where we stand with Christ. We cannot be holy enough, but the justification that Christ requires is to have His Holy Spirit, to reach out in humility and in repentance. As the Word says, and I'll leave this with you, if you hear His voice, do do not harden your hearts. That's what He's calling us to do today. He's calling all of us to repentance. Okay, until next time, God bless you. Be safe out there. Until next time, bye.